and Jonathan, podcasters, men whose show is barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild them. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic podcasters better than they were before. Better, funnier, nerdier. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd and Me podcast. Mr. Jonathan, what is today's topic? Uh, today, Alan, we're going to talk about some really cool devices that were huge in the 80s, and you kind of felt like you couldn't live without them, but like much of the 80s, have fallen by the wayside and are useless. <laughs> Due to technology advancing. Right, to, due to the rapid advancement of technology. Right. All right. Yes. So what, what's the first one you want to go over? All right. Well, I thought about uh, this for a while. You and I were texting back and forth. And I think we should start with the video cassette recorder. Oh. AKA VCR. Okay, yeah. There you go. Okay. That's a good one. Did you ever have uh, the Betamax? No, I didn't have the Betamax. And um, I think, I feel like I had a relative or a friend that did. Um, and it's really weird. And I'm glad you brought up the Betamax because it's really weird how how one thing catches on and another thing doesn't. Because the Betamax was smaller, uh, more compact, and... Yeah. I think it had a little bit better picture quality, but for whatever reason, it didn't catch on the way the VCR did. It, right. I mean, it, they looked almost identical. Yeah. But except yeah. you're right. The tape was a little bit smaller. I, I wonder if the VHS had more film in it because it was a bigger cassette. I think it came down to the companies or something. I think um, kind of like what happened with Blue. Remember Blu-ray and what was it with HD, I think? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I think it was just um, one of them was able to get the, I guess, movie studios to go on board with them and uh-huh. get more titles. Um, but, see, we're, you know, I think we should start by talking a little bit about life before the VCR because we both lived a life where if you missed a TV show oh. at a certain time of day, you were not going to see that episode. Wow, that's a good point. That's a yeah. really, really good point. That's true because back in the day when if you wanted to watch, let's say, Knight Rider and you, were to, you weren't home to watch it that Friday evening, you missed out. Yeah. And, and I don't even think they did reruns at the time, did they? I don't really. Uh, maybe maybe in the summer, I think they would be right. Running. Yeah, but yeah, if you, if you miss it, you missed out. And today we're extremely spoiled with how we can catch shows that we missed easily. Oh, it's ridiculous! Yeah, you know on how on how demand on demand everything is. I mean, if you forget to DVR it, you can go to the the website, the the channel's website, and download it, or the, uh, what's it called on demand it, or you know wait a month or two and it's on Netflix or something like that. So. Yeah, I, you know, back in those days, it was in, if you weren't there for when the show was on, you were going to miss it. And I have a perfect example of this. I um, I didn't see Star Wars, the first, uh, New Hope, the first Star Wars in the theater until the re-release in 1997. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, Empire was the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in the theaters, and I remember. Um, I was uh, Star Wars came on TV. I remember it was a big deal. It was on CBS. I was waiting like all, you know, ever since they announced it, at least, you know, a week, but it probably felt like, you know, three months. Right. And um, I, I was dying to see this thing. And we had two TVs in the house at the time. One TV was the main TV in the living room. And then there was a smaller TV that my parents had in their bedroom. And the uh, main TV broke. And, you know, I still I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just sit on, you know, my mom and dad's bed and watch watch star wars right well uh my mother um had just worked two 16 hour shifts in a you know like 16 hours eight hours sleep 16 hours right uh, and all she wanted to do was sleep and she literally locked me out of that bedroom <laughs> and i remember just 
you know, the bedroom was off of the uh, of the kitchen, and I remember just sitting in the kitchen trying to figure out a way to get in that room. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't physically lock the door, but she was sleeping in there, and I couldn't go in there. Sure. And just trying to figure out a way to get in there and watch this movie. And I remember at one point I snuck in, and it was the TV. It was a smaller TV. It was on a high a dresser. Yeah. And I remember reaching up and turn, I turned the sound down, down as low as I could. Right. And for maybe five glorious minutes I was watching Star Wars and then wow. my mom woke up and screamed at me to get out of the picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That word was used a lot. Um, yeah, and if the VCR or Betamax had been in my house at that time, yeah, mom could have slept and I could have enjoyed Star Wars anytime I wanted after that. Right. Oh, that's a cool story. Uh, it's an awful story. It, hurts. it breaks my heart thinking about it. Yeah, I but yeah, no. Uh. But uh, you know, and and that's the thing. I'm I'm using that to reinforce the fact that the VCR and the BMX revolutionized TV and revolutionized pop culture. I think, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, you were able. It gave you the ability to rewatch some something which was unheard of at the time. Yeah, I mean, when you couple that with the advent of cable. Um, you know, when uh, everything, every time we quote movies and stuff, it's because we watched them on on video, on tape, or or on cable thirty times. Right. And that's why. And that's why all these movies are so quotable and they stick with us. You know. Oh, that's um, that's a really good point, actually. In a sense that, at the time too, um, I think HBO was kind of new at the time, wasn't it? Cablevision. Right. Well, cable in general was cable in new. general was new, or, just, or at least getting popular, like very popular. Yeah, and just to record a movie to be played back at your own leisure was huge. It really was. Yeah, and then I remember, and the next thing was was trying to angle how to copy another movie with another tape. Right. Did you ever try to do that? Yeah, where you would try to hook up two VCRs. Yeah. And record from what I remember you had to like if you if you got a movie from Blockbuster. Oh, here's another thing. In those early days, do you remember how expensive movie like if I wanted a copy of like I don't know, we'll say Empire Strikes Back. Well, you know, we'll say Empire Strikes Back, because I know he, he waited a while before he put them up for sale. Yeah. But you know, you were playing you were paying what Blockbuster paid. You know, block, Blockbuster paying eighty two hundred dollars per tape. Like there you couldn't just go to the local Target and pick it up for twenty bucks or whatever. That's you know, true. That, yeah. They gradually rolled that out. Yeah. And um, so when you went to a video store, and even you know even Blockbuster, you don't want to think about. You want to think about the mom and pop video stores. I'm sure you guys had one where you grew up, right? Oh, we definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot the name of ours, but it was right. It was right at the local shopping center, and um, you know they'd have like five copies of, of the really good movies, and I, you know that's five hundred bucks they were shelling out because it costs hundred bucks a tape. Oh, and yeah. they're. And the funny thing is, if there was a new release, you either had to like put your name on a waiting list, or you have to oh, like right. wait in line or be the first person to get it. And yeah, you're right. A lot of uh, these um, VHS uh, rental places only had just a handful of copies, and if you didn't get it, you lucked out. You had to go look for something else. Yeah, I remember the list because uh, they would call you and they'd be like, "Hey, uh, you know, so and so's in. If you want to come pick it up, if not, we're going to call the next name on the list." Because I remember my brother would be like, "Get on your bike, get there." And they, they got T Wolf in. T Wolf yeah. is in. You got to get it before they give it to someone else. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, but yeah, revolutionized pop culture. It's why it's why all these movies and and TV shows have become part of our uh, the bigger you know grand scheme of what's going on nowadays you know it, i think it all began there because the entertainment was so accessible now we didn't have to wait for it to come out in the theater we didn't have to leave our house to go to the theater yeah. we could watch it over and over and over again and you really digest it um so yeah the, the the betamax and then the vcr were a huge a huge uh boon to to pop culture well I how think. long when do you think it, it phased out well, you know what killed it was the Blu-ray, um, the DVD. Yes, oh, that's right, DVD. I forgot. I totally skipped over DVD. <laughs> yeah, DVD, DVD killed it. I mean, I had a, I had a huge VHS collection. Yeah. Um, you know, because eventually the movies got down in price, and you can get a, a movie for like you know ten bucks or whatever. Um, but I had a huge. But they, I mean, they were taking up so much space. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you would have to say the advent of the DVD and the DVD players. Late nineties? No. Um, yeah, maybe. Well, mid. I, I mean, DVDs probably came out mid 
mid 90s late mid to late 90s yeah and they were kind of pricey at the time too if i remember yeah i think they, they kind of went the same route as vhs in the beginning right um just like blu-rays are, are coming down now and and you know, everything's 4k ultra or whatever the heck's going on there. <laughs> um no but get, actually getting back to vh vcrs and taping like yeah remember if you wanted to tape something from the videos Wait, little wait. square that was supposed to make it so you couldn't tape oh yeah you had a tape over right right you had to put like a, um electric tape over the little spot that prevented you from it was supposed to prevent you from being able to copy it <laughs> yeah we got around that yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so dvd killed it and then blu-ray quickly killed dvd so well no i, I guess dvd is still around uh, well, they, they are, but gosh, you can go to Target and you know they'll sell like a four pack of a of a movie for seven bucks. You know now uh, now okay. everything's I guess is digital download is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I, that's probably what's going to kill the, the Blu-ray or whatever mm-hmm. digital downloading. Yeah, okay. I mean, and that's thirty years, man. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. What do you else? What's the next one you want to talk about? Okay, um, let's talk about the. Let's go late '80s. Let's go to the Game Boy, the first original gray, black and white Game Boy. I always thought of it as like cream of spinach, the screen. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Had a faint green kind of monotone kind of color. <laughs> Boy, we are so <laughs> spoiled today. It's unreal. Yeah, yeah. But it was awesome. I mean, it was the first. I think it was the first handheld game where you can interchange the the games, right? I think so. Because yeah. we always had those games. You know, we had the football games with the little dots on them, and you know, you move them up and down and left. And oh, right, right, right. right. Uh, the 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 little Coleco football. They had basketball. It was like a little blips of a dot. Uh, right, right, right. Bouncing back and forth. But uh, yeah, you're probably right. This is probably the first fully functional port of a of a gaming system that was portable yeah and it came with tetris which uh i i don't think we knew about until game boy came out and boy tetris was addicting oh that was too much yeah did you have a game boy uh yeah i had the game boy i had i actually had the game boy with the works because eventually after owning the game boy they came out with accessories for it and I had I had mine tricked out, man. I had this thing that went over the screen that would magnify it, and there was like a light and attach you know, like these speakers you would attach to the side, and these oversized buttons and a joystick and whatnot. And uh, yeah, my my mine was tricked out big time, big time. And I think I did play a lot of Tetris, but I think the games that really sucked me in were the Final Fantasy games. I believe at the time Game Boy came out, it was Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they went made any more after that. And I think, yeah, and I think after that they went into color. Uh, I'm getting confused, but the, the Game Boy color was ridiculous. But just a plain old Game Boy, that thing was robust. It was awesome. Totally awesome. I think I would, yeah, I mean, I would was- fantasize about Tetris. You know, like walking around and you see blocks <laughs> floating down in front of your face. Oh, but uh, yeah, I mean, do you remember like like sitting in class or something and seeing like an empty space and going, oh, this block would fit right there. <laughs> you ever do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember in college because I took the game, but the Game Boy came out right before, probably the summer before I went to college. Mm-hmm. Um or the year before and I remember taking it to college and I played it so much I had like a Tetris nightmare I was like okay I gotta, I gotta put it down for a little while uh, but me and my roommates would have uh, tournaments and, and again this is the black and white or green or whatever you want to call it Game Boy uh-huh. um, there was a Mario game too there was like a Dr. Mario which is kind of like Tetris yeah um, oh, that was they a had a game. bunch of games mm-hmm. I think there was a Zelda game too right was there a Zelda game for the Game Boy Ooh, there, I'm pretty sure probably I, I know I didn't play it though not for the Game Boy right yeah but the Game Boy was great I mean you just felt like that's one of the things that made you feel like um, we're in the future you know like that's man I got a, I, I got a port I got a game system in my hand I can switch out games and everything uh, but it was it was I mean for what it was it was heavy yeah. compared to things nowadays sure. it was thick uh-huh. um, you know it's it's 
it had what two buttons and one one directional pad. I think that was the whole thing, right? Yeah, that's exactly. It. I think it had maybe select and start. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, wait, wait. Go, go back to tournaments. How does that work? Oh, you like best out of five or some something, something like and that. You know, who, whoever can play the longest. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you can buy score. Oh, that's because they, they do yeah. score. Yeah. I forgot, right? That's true. They did give a score, yeah. 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 Wow. Remember when, uh, when it was yell at someone they used the long piece the wrong way? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I pulled up. I pulled up. Wait, wait, uh, were you I, the type I, of person that would try and. Because I think if you got four lines in a row, it was a bonus. Yeah, were yeah, I would, I, would, I would. I would try, try to line them up. And, yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, I would line them up and, and try to keep one where it was just for one long piece to fit. Right. So you can, yeah, get them all, which we call it. So let me see. I just Googled original Tet- uh, Game Boy games and it came out with Tetris, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Mario. Oh, these are cheap. They're selling these for. Oh, really? I might have to buy a new game. I might have to buy an old Game Boy. No. They got Tetris. Uh, Super Mario Land, Legend of Zelda eventually came. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Mario, no, that's not a Game Boy game. Super Mario Land, they said, man, that's one Pokemon up there, but Pokemon's in the 90s. Metroid, they did. Oh, yeah, Metroid was out for that. Final Fantasy Adventure, here we go. There you go. Uh, Pac, no, Pac Man was on Game Boy. Donkey Kong, oh, there's some kind of Donkey Kong. Yeah, so they had a bunch of these games um, on Game Boy, and. They were just fun, man. I mean, you know, you come back from from class, you'd sit on the bed because again, we didn't have cable TV in the dorms back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if no one was around to talk to or or whatever, you just put your feet up, lie in the bed, and play some Game Boy. Now, did you eventually uh, uh, get into the the other iterations of the Game Boy as it started to progress? There was like Game Boy Color. There was like the Game Boy. Uh, I think it was like a DS or like it was like a clamshell kind of uh, Game Boy. Did you ever invest in any of those? Oh, the double screen? No, I think... I don't know if I had a Game Boy Color. I mean, I... I wasn't much for portable gaming anyway, because, like, you know, when, when we went on, you know, car trips, I would read if I wasn't driving. I was more of a reader in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't the type to be, like, carrying my Game Boy around and just, like, sitting in the cafeteria or something or, or sitting in class waiting for the teacher to play Game Boy. So, really, the portableness really wasn't a big deal to me mm-hmm. because it's not like I, I wanted to go around playing video games right. um, you know I wonder where my Game Boy is like all the stuff we talk about and all our different shows I'm like where is all this your stuff? mom's basement I don't know if the Game Boy is because <laughs> that thing's down there I would love to get that working together yeah. I remember it was four AA batteries right it wasn't even yeah. chargeable that's right yeah Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite game off that system I would just go with Tetris, to be honest with you. I don't Tetris. remember. I think I had, I think I had the Legend. I really love the Legend of Zelda games, yeah. the early ones. Um, but I don't remember playing that on Game Boy. I don't know that I had a lot of games for Game Boy, to be honest with you. Yeah, when you had Tetris, that's all you needed. Oh, you know what? No, there was a Spider-Man game. I loved it. It was so hard, though. Uh, uh, it was so freaking I'm trying to hard. think. Spider-Man Game Boy. I must have played it. Must have Oh, you must have. Yeah. It must was... Have. Yeah. Uh, my favorite game was well. This is, I believe, this was for when it came Game Boy Color, and it was called Advanced Wars. Did you ever hear of that one? Advanced Wars. Yeah, uh, it's a military game, and and they came out with Advanced Wars two, and uh, yeah, I remember like not sleeping, <laughs> just playing that stupid <laughs> game all night. Game Boy, man, that's a fun one. That's a fun one. Yeah, Game Boy, it was, uh, and well, you know, we should think about doing a separate podcast just on the Nintendo Entertainment System because that hit in the mid-80s and that changed everything. That was huge. Um, did you have a Nintendo? An I did not. I didn't have a gaming system really? until, I want to say, PlayStation 1, maybe? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I purposely deprived myself of gaming systems until I was done with college, so... Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think I snuck over to your dorm room to goof around, and and that was it. Because you guys yeah, had, had a gaming Sega. system, didn't you? Or Dreamcast? We, we had Sega. We had Sega, the Sega yeah. Genesis for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the Genesis, but that's a whole other issue. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Yeah, Game Boy. All right, and the next one. 
Next one is uh, so we talked about how the VCR revolutionized television watching, mm-hmm. and then we talked about how Game Boy revolutionized uh, game. video games, mm-hmm. portable gaming. Well, now we're going to talk about what revolutionized music, the music industry. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> so funny sometimes. Uh, and that was the 8-track. No, I'm just kidding. Stop. Um, we're talking about the Sony Walkman. Yes. Now, Sony Walkman, well, Walkman is a brand name, kind of like a Kleenex is a brand of tissue. Mm-hmm. But the Walkman, the Sony Walkman became so famous that it, the name Walkman became synonymous with, I guess the official name was Portable cassette player cassette player yeah yeah i think the efficient is like portable cassette player but we all called them a walkman uh, yeah you know and like it, I, no matter if it was a sony or not you called a walkman right kind of like all tissues are kleenex you know it doesn't yeah. matter what brand you're, you're sneezing into it's a kleenex right um so uh i i don't know if i ever had a sony walkman um i know i had a, my favorite one mm-hmm. was uh i remember i bought it uh you know Back in my day, Target was around. We had a place called Bradley's. Bradley's. Yeah. <laughs> and they they had a sharp one that came in three different colors. came in red, blue, and black. Okay. And it was $15. What? And I got... <coughs> excuse me. I got the blue one. Are you coughing again? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I got the blue one, and it was... I love that thing. I wore that thing out. And, and because it was so cost-effective, I mean, 15 was a lot more in the 80s than it is now, but it was still, you know, manageable for, you know, like a 15, 16-year-old with a job. Oh, yeah. Um, when I wore out the blue one, I remember I would replace it with another blue one. <laughs> I remember... Wait, what do you mean you wore it out? out? You were actually, like, breaking down your, your Walkman? Yeah, like it would break down, or I'd drop it, or something stupid oh, like that. Um, and I remember once I went to replace it, and all they had left in stock was the black one, and I just wanted my stupid blue one. I was, I almost, I bought the black one, but I hated that I had to buy the black one. <laughs> but I had to listen to my music. Yeah, so, so up to that point, you know, if you, if you look at the older movies, you know, first of all, it's amazing how. See, you have one. You're, you have an older brother. I have five older brothers. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we had boom boxes in my house. We had these huge radios. Yeah. Um, that you know you would, you would hold on your shoulder and walk down the street with. My yeah. brothers, at least one of them had one, and his had an eight track in it. Actually, I remember he had a he had Kiss Destroyer on eight track. Hey, for some that reason. is so funny. You said that my first eight track was Kiss Love Gun. <laughs> was it really? It was. You had an eight-track player? Yeah, I'm a little older than you. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I had an eight-track yeah, player. And my first eight-track was Kiss Love Gun. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that one. And then my second I'll... one, I think, was Flash, the the motion picture soundtrack. Oh, okay, with Queen, right? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Um. <laughs> yeah, my first cassette. I'm very embarrassed to say what it was, what? Uh, but I'll say it. It was. It was. Well, in like 1983 or 1984, the WWF put out an album called the Wrestling Album. Yeah, and it had the wrestlers singing on it. <laughs> and that, that was my friend. I bought it from the Pathmark. Um, but it was the first cassette I ever bought with my own money, and my mother tried to talk me out of it. I'm like, no, I want it. I just got a Walkman, and I, want, I need something to listen to, because my brothers were getting mad that I was using their tapes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was the wrestling album. And I bought it because I Am a Real American was on it. The oh, song Hulk Hogan, Hogan used to come out, right. too. That's hilarious. Uh, but, there's, but you got to, I mean, there was Don't Go Messing With a Country Boy for yeah. Hillbilly Jim. Uh-huh. Um, there was Land of a Thousand Dances. Do you remember that? Uh, no. <laughs> you got a mashed potato. You got to do the twist. Do you remember that? Not the wrestling version. You don't remember? Oh, you got to go YouTube that. It's the video's got to be online somewhere. It's called Land of a Thousand Dances by the rest like WWF. Wow. I'm trying to look up the wrestling album now to get the album track. Wow, you know uh, I the tracks. Remember the first cassette um, that I got. Huh. I remember my first album that I bought with my own money. I remember what Metallica I Ride the Lightning. Well, 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> on I an remember al- my on first, album on like a phone. It, it was a you know a record like a an album record album, and uh, and then my first CD was Edie Brickell and New Bohemians, Ghost of a Dog. Okay. And I don't remember my first cassette. You know what? Why I probably don't remember? Because my brother had quite a few, and I probably just ripped. If anything, if I stole from my brother, it was probably something ACDC. Uh. But yeah, wow, I don't remember my first cassette. That's weird. I remember everything else. Hmm. Yeah, I never got... I mean, my first album came after my first cassette and all that stuff. So, Because my sister had a huge record collection. Um, but my first CD was uh, Def Leppard Hysteria. Oh, that's a good album. And I... I bought it today. I got the, I got a, I got like a CD system, a cheap one from like Sears for my birthday. Yeah. And, um... I got the uh, I got the CD with it. I'm like, well, I need something to listen to, Mom. I love that thing. I took that thing to college. Mm-hmm. That thing lasts a long time. I think it lasted to my senior year, mm-hmm. and then it broke down my senior year. Wow! I love that CD player. <laughs> yeah. Wait, well, go back to the Walkman. Yeah. But anyway, how did the right. walk? Did yeah, the Walkman <laughs> uh, uh, like change your life in any way? Did it? Did it? Was it a big thing in your life at the time? It really was because I I didn't listen. Like, like my sister had her records, my brothers had their cassettes, but my brothers weren't big into music and my sister kind of phased out of it. She was older and, you know, hanging out, going on dates and stuff like that. So she wasn't really sitting around the house listening to music anymore. So for me, the uh, the cassette, especially the Walkman, because it, it, it it's the first and the change, again, like the VHS, I think it changed pop culture, changed society because now you were able to put headphones on your head and walk down the street and not interact with people anymore. Now, good or bad, I'm not making a judgment on it. Yeah. But, you you know, you were able to go through life without interacting with people. I remember kind of like the, the chaos today. of the school bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. The chaos of the school bus would go away because I just put my headphones on. Oh, gotcha. You know, and if I just sat in my, you know, if I sat on the school bus in my, in my chair with whoever was sitting next to me and they were being goofballs or whatever, I had my headphones on, I was fine. Right. Um, you know, I would sometimes, uh, if it was nice out, I'd take my lunch outside and put my headphones on and eat lunch and listen. I mean, I was listening. I really, it really brought music into my life because even to this day, you know how much I love music and I have my, my particular people that I really enjoyed listening to. Right. Um, but music played a huge part of my life in the terms of, uh, of, uh, of just kind of, um, because I don't think I'm, I can just sit in quietness. Like, even when I work, I need noise in the background. Mm-hmm. So, music was always there. When I was writing my papers in college, when I was, when I was, uh, you know, doing my thesis in grad school, just that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, getting over a breakup or something, music was always there. And yeah. usually with headphones on. Because, you know, especially since I, I lived in, I had such a big family, you know, you can't turn your music up to 10 in your bedroom and just kind of, <laughs> you know, like, pound out so you know you needed the headphones you needed the, the walkman so the walkman was a great thing and it had some you know had some really great features i i, I remember when i when i graduated from the 15 dollar one the sharp one mm-hmm. went up to like a, a 50 dollar i can't remember aiwa aiwa do you remember them actually i was going to tell you that was actually my walkman was the aiwa not the sony Walkman. my brother had the sony walkman and i had the aiwa right version okay and it had the digital like front um, like I think it had the time on it, and, and, and like know, if sure you fast forward, like FS would pop up. Yeah, yeah, it had different iterations. And it had the uh huh. No, it had like the auto reverse. You click a button, and it'll play the song on the other side without having to flip the tape over. Yeah, it had all those little functions, and my, mine actually had like a little separate yeah. remote control. It wasn't it wasn't wireless. It was still wired, but you could have your okay. Walkman. Because I remember I had my members only jacket, dude, and then I <laughs> had my Awa Walkman in like my pocket, but I have like a little clip running outside so I can control the the tape player without reaching into my pocket. Right. Yeah. That was mine. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> My AOA. Yeah, so so the Walkman... Yeah. It, it, the thing is this. Walkman and the Game Boy gave gave us all a, a little bit of freedom. We weren't tethered to the house. We could we could go out in the house and and you know we weren't supposed to but i rode my bike all the time with my headphones on yeah but, you know that's probably why that's probably why i went through so many 15 dollar walk bands because <laughs> lord knows i wasn't the best on bike. so you know i go flying the, the the walk band goes flying yeah yeah um 
But you know what? The only really changed music for me it was the earbuds because I hated the uh, I hated the over the ear headphones. Yeah, you know. Uh huh. So I you hated you replace them? them, and then when the when the earbuds eventually came out, yeah, I like the earbuds. Um, oh, that go in the ears. They go in the ear, yeah. But I mean, like today they wear like Beats by Dr. Dre, and those are like the headphones they used to wear in the seventies. And I was told <laughs> those those big type of earphones were totally out in the eighties. You either had it had the the the, the generic generic earphones that came with the uh, the Walkman with that little thin metal piece that goes around your head with mm-hmm. the two soft um you know you know i'm talking about the cushions or the earbuds or the fancy earbuds yeah oh man um, if you had big headphones on you were like the idiot you know like oh yeah he's got the big headphones on get with the program man yeah (laughs) Yeah. because because if you had big headphones on you needed to have a transistor radio and roller skates with you (laughs) that's the 70s yeah for sure Yeah. yeah and then that was then i was and then you know it carried on because when the cd disc man came out that was my next thing. I, I got the disc man. Did you? Really? And, the, and the greatest invention of was the anti-skip. Yeah. Oh, I, I never went down that. Again, you oh, know, you I mean think, the CD player? I think I went. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, I could have sworn there was a feature where it was a CD but smaller, but I, I could be wrong on that one. There was a uh, there was a time when they had it was a mini disc. Yeah, that's what it is. And they. That did not that did not take off. Yeah, and um, I actually own one mini disc. It's a it's a Bruce Springsteen EP. There's four songs on it. Wow. And um, I used to, my my um, my CD player that was in my stereo was front loading, so so kind of it was uh, vertical. It wasn't hard, you know, horizontal where you drop it and push it in. Right. It was vertical, so the thing would come forward. And you kind of put it in vertically, and then when it closes, it, it put it on the little spinny thing. Yeah. So I would have to, have to take I would have to take my my EP my my three inch disc and physically put it on the spinny thing because I couldn't just drop it in, you know. <laughs> and then they would play. It was awesome though, but it, you know I still have that thing somewhere. Ah. Um, I wonder if it's worth anything. Might be worth something. Who knows? Um, yeah. Oh man, those are cool. So yeah, yeah, man. I mean. Uh, there and look, fifteen dollars for a Walkman. The Game Boy was a hundred. The games around twenty bucks each. Uh, now the VCR was was you know like a two fifty, three hundred dollar, maybe five hundred dollar thing. But that was a family item, you know. Yeah. Um, and so these are things that changed, at the very least, changed pop culture. And they were very affordable. And I think that's part of the reason why. Yeah. You know. And you know, also with like things like VHS and audio tapes and whatnot. It was a time where, uh, even records, right? It was a time where if you, let's say you came over and you said, hey man, check out this tape. I'm going to lend you this tape. You know, you can actually share things with people. You know, you can, I remember borrowing my friends, you know, record albums or whatnot, or or Game Boy games, here, can I borrow your game? And, and uh, you know, all these three things that we mentioned, you know, they're, everything's on our, on our smartphones nowadays, and you can't share that experience anymore. You know, you just say, hey, you need to right. download it yourself. You know, kind of like a book, you know, here, borrow a book versus, you know, um, iBook or something. It's on like a that. Kindle or something. It's on a Kindle. Yeah, you can't yeah. share those things. Where back in the day, this was the thing that you did. It, it wasn't even bartering. It was just, here, check this out. Or let me borrow that CD, you know. And uh, sure. they had that, that little interaction that, that we don't have. Or we there's no need to do it because everything's at your fingertips. But right. it was that little bit of, of connection you would have with people. And then, then, you'd, then I, 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 you know you know me, I'd panic. you borrow something and be like, oh, man, I hope I don't forget to get that thing back from you again. You know, like if you borrow twenty right. bucks, I'm like, oh crap! This guy owes me twenty bucks. <laughs> I have to keep reminding myself so I don't forget. Well, I mean, it's funny that you bring it up because that's what Napster kind of was. You know, when, if I borrowed a tape from you, I was copying it, and vice versa. Yeah. So when Metallica fought against Napster, Metallica of all people, because Metallica was very much an underground, more or less band that was getting better known because people were sharing their tape. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause remember they didn't put out video, they didn't do anything you were supposed to do in the eighties to get known. They would never put out a music video. They didn't, you know, they didn't do the things that you know, they weren't on the radio. Well, the music they was were taboo. Slowly building I mean, a following. Yeah. It right. Was, it was music that, that Which is hilarious. most really. people didn't want to listen to. 
Or I thought was wrong. I mean, if you listen to that stuff now, you're like, wow, I can't believe this. Like, people didn't want to listen to this. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but, uh, you know, and they fought against Napster. And all Napster was, was doing was taking what, what you just said, sharing of tapes or of albums, borrowing it, and, and taking it into the digital age. Yeah. Um, and they got, you know, they got hammered for it. So, uh, but, it, you know, it, and digital has changed music now because people aren't making money off of selling albums anymore. Right. You know, yeah. you used to buy an album because it had one or two good songs on it. You buy a whole album. Sure. Now you can just buy the song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So before you, yeah, you so, could just I get mean, a it's, single it's, if you it, wanted it, and hopefully the B side would be just. Oh my god! Remember cassette singles? That's hilarious. Oh, that's right. Oh, I remember that was a big deal too. And when you got a cassette single, it didn't come in a regular cassette package. You know, like the hard plastic. No. It came in like this cardboard sleeve, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Just, it was the size of a regular cassette. Um, but obviously, it only had like a three to four minute song on it. It had two songs, the front and the back. Yeah. Um, and it came in the sleeve, and they were usually around 99 cents, I believe. Uh, do you remember your first single I cassette? <sighs> I remember. How come I remember all these, but I can't remember my first legit cassette? <laughs> my, my first. Go ahead. I don't know if it was single. my first, but I remember one. Go ahead. It was. Uh, oh, God. I think it's The Flame by Cheap Trick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, play that stupid song. I, I don't know if this is my first one, but the one I got was is called uh, Let the Day Begin by The Call. The C-A-L-L. Call. Oh, yeah. Never heard of it. And it's called Let the Day Begin. And I know I still have that one. I, I think I feel like I saw it like five years ago in my mom's basement. Wow. Very cool. We're going to we're gonna have to go to my mom's basement one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just find all this stuff. So... Yeah, cassette singles, man. Uh, what a waste of time. Remember Sam Goody? We, Sam we had a Sam Goody. Goody in my local mall. Oh, yeah. Sam awesome. Goody. Sam Goody, Tower Record. Yeah. The Wiz. No, you know, we never had a Tower Record where I grew up. Oh, the really? Wiz. Oh, Deprived Child. Yeah, never had a Tower Record where I grew up. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody beats The Wiz. Right, yeah. Sam Goody was yeah. mostly in, in, like, the malls, right? Right, yeah. Sam Goody was a small store that was in the mall records and cassettes and eventually yeah. cds the wiz was uh, like a whole electronics place the wiz was like heaven to me back in the day the, the wiz was like um, a mix of sam goody and radio shack kind of like that i would say it's more like a, a best buy wouldn't you the wiz oh yeah true yeah more like because they had a, they, they had a lot of different electronics yeah um yeah nobody you buy your tv there you could get a washer dryer there i think yeah, nobody beats the Wiz. Man, I think it Man, talk, I totally forgot about that store. I can talk about all day about old stores that are, that are not existent today, but it meant so much to me as a kid. <laughs> all right, put it in the podcast list. Well, one of these days. One that was cool. Days. Did you have right. anything else? I don't know. Did I? I don't know. Did you? <laughs> uh, well, one thing that you mentioned, I thought was that I think. Well, I did have the Sony Walkman, but I didn't have the the real one. But I remember one thing that was really influential to me was the, was like you said before the boombox, you know, the big old cassette right. stereo. And and I remember I was in eighth grade, and this was the thing. Like we all had our boomboxes, and and my boombox. God, I, w- I want to say it's made by Emerson. It was a big deal if you had the dual cassette version. So you can play one right. and then record. And this particular one had a third cassette player, which was removable to become a Walkman. How about that? Wow. Yeah. I think I remember this one. Yeah? Did yeah. it have removable speakers? It did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they were still tethered. They had a speaker wire, but you could take them off the main boom box. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and I, wow. I remember how I broke mine because I had a paper route. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I... <laughs> You're carrying it. Uh, I, I kind of strapped it to my cart. <laughs> and I was pushing <laughs> the cart. I'm such a feeble child, and I th- I remember the the cart got caught on a I don't know on a rock or whatever, and my whole cart flipped over, and my boombox came crashing down with it. I was devastated. I was like, oh man, there goes my coolness factor. Now, were you listening to it? 
Yeah, I was listening to music. I was just delivering my papers, and uh, and I was pushing the stupid cart, and I hit like a little crack in the sidewalk, and the whole thing flipped over. Newspapers are on the floor. My boombox is broken, and I don't think anyone got newspapers after that. <laughs> I think it just went home. I gotta ask you something though. If if it had a third cassette that doubled as a Walkman, why didn't you just use the Walkman on your route? Because so people can hear it. Right, you you play, oh. yeah. You want people to hear you, you know, pounding ACDC like you're like, oh, there's that ACDC kid again, and <laughs> yeah, you're one so of you those. Can, so you can take your, yeah, so you can everyone can hear the music just like the Ice Cream Man, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I have a boombox thing because I don't think the neighborhood needed to hear the wrestling album while I was doing, going down the block. <laughs> oh, that would have been epic. Yeah, boombox. Ah, oh, miss that thing. But uh, yeah. yeah, I love the. I remember the removable speakers. That's so funny. Yeah. Wow. So, did you have that kind of boombox too? Um, I don't know that I ever owned a boombox. A boombox. I know my brothers did. Uh, I remember my my the, my brother that had the one with the eight track in it. It also had like a microphone on it. Wow. Like this huge, like a pro, it looked like a pro microphone. It had the. Uh, yeah, the, the the black fuzzy thing on the end, the soft thing, and right. Yeah, I don't know what what the, it had a huge antenna. Yeah, had an eight track player. This thing was crazy, and it took like a thousand uh, D batteries or something <laughs> to operate. The, half the right? way of the radio was the batteries. <laughs> right, it really was. Ah, <laughs> oh, that it was, was funny. insane. Wow. It was insane. Insane. See, and it, again, everything that we mentioned so far, everything's on my iPhone right now. Everything. Everything's the, on my all iPhone. All the songs? Right the, like, every, yeah, it holds all the music. It's got part of the music. I got video on it. I got a camera. I got a video camera. I got a computer. I got, I got the whole shebang. Games. You got games? Got games, yeah. yeah. No need to talk to anybody. Uh. Just to hang out with my phone. <laughs> Make podcasts. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. I thought you were talking about music. All that, all the music we talk about is on your phone. I'm like, well, I don't have the wrestling album on my phone. And oh. then I remembered I have, I am a real American on my phone. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hulk Hogan's theme or whatever it's called. The good old days. Yep. The good old days. Yeah. Um, right. I wonder if any of that stuff's valuable now. Probably not. It's probably just junk, right? Like an old in mint in condition Iowa Iowa you may find some of these things at the thrift store and, uh, you know. yeah, maybe if I were to find my old boombox when I broke I'd, I'd probably see if I can buy it up maybe I'll t- I gotta tell you I, I am shocked that um, record albums came back because they were out of style when we were growing up you know like nobody oh, had records yeah. in our you know I mean you might have had them but you didn't they weren't as huge as they were in like in the sixties and seventies. Sure, you know I, I met a so guy. I was shocked because I always thought, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I always assumed the CD had the better quality sound. And I had someone come up to me and say I was totally wrong. That the actual, you know, record album, you're able to get more out of it, uh, sound wise and quality wise through a record. As opposed to a CD, I was like, "You're kidding me!" I thought it was the other way around. But he says, "No, no, no. It depends on what kind of needle well, I think- you have your record player." I'm like, "Oh, wow. So, uh, I guess it makes sense." What? Speakers don't matter, anything like that. Uh, he he made a big emphasis I, on the I, needle itself. I think I think it's this. I think and look, I've no background in sound or anything like that, but I think the CD is a more digital, however you want to say, it, is a more is a cleaner, refined version of music. Okay. Which is is fine, but I think when you're, especially with certain kinds of music, mm-hmm. I think you want the personality that a record brings to it—the the, the cracks, you know, the crackles and the and and, and how it might the make certain instruments sound. Yeah, yeah, and how they might emphasize certain intro- instruments and and de-emphasize others. Um, I mean, I can see. Benefit in both. I mean, look, uh, you know, I think I've said it before. I'm, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, and I have uh, Born to Run on on LP. I actually recently started buying a bunch of his stuff back on LP. Really? Um, yeah. And and look for for sound quality. If you talk about the LP albums themselves, yeah, 
for sound quality, for clarity. Of course, you listen to the digital stuff, but there's something about putting a record on a record player, especially like a Bruce Ring, because this is, for me, it's how he meant, it was meant to be played because all they had were records back then, you know what I mean? Yes. And, um, you know, putting his albums on and listening to them, it, it's, it, it's more, it's more rock and roll to me, you know what I mean? Right. But I would tell you what, his live music, I would rather have digitally because you want them to be as, I mean, do you remember at college, the, the guys that would sit outside the cafeteria and sell bootleg cassettes of concerts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I bought a couple of Bruce Springsteen ones, and then, you know, you were just happy to hear certain songs live that you never heard before. Right. But they're, they're crap quality. Um, now, Springsteen has his own website where he puts out, he puts out his show, like, especially now, every show he does, it's online, like, a week later for 10 bucks. Oh, that's crazy. And it's professionally recorded. Oh, it's great. You know how many shows I've got? I have so many different <laughs> versions of Born to Run. It's insane. Um, but yeah, for live, but for, for the LP, there. I don't know, maybe it's the nostalgia of it, but there's something that seems more rock and roll when you listen to, especially that older music Yeah. Um, on LP, you know. Right. For me, at least. But, I mean, you got to talk to an audiologist about the sound quality stuff and all that stuff. I don't, I don't You know, I, I, I think I'd be – I think I'm on your camp, too. If I if I had to go back to something a little more nostalgic to play, it'd probably be, be the record album because I swear to you, man, I couldn't tell you how many cassettes I ruined because tape got chewed up in the cassette player. And it was right. just ruined, right. you know. And with a record, it's you pretty much – you're going to be okay as long as you didn't scratch it. Yeah, do, do you own any any records now? You and no, your daughter listen no, to any clubs? Like she, no, no, no. I mean, I you I, should look into it, man. No, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I uh, dude, you, you can get the old stuff used real cheap. You can get the old stuff used real cheap. I bet. And I can find it. I paid maybe ten bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, no. I probably wouldn't do that. But it, it's fun. I do remember this. I'll tell you one annoyance I had kind of combining the record player and the cassette player how you would want to copy like a record so you'd play the record oh. and hit record your cassette and my brother my lovely brother if he knew I was doing that he'd walk <laughs> in the room pound his foot skip the record and oh it was it was fisticuffs That's man hilarious it was fisticuffs like, what the hell man and then and then you know what you had to start all over again or or you live it was so skip. time consuming right yeah but yeah. he would he would do it he'd see i'm recording he'll come in just jump on the ground skip the record and it was it was fisticuffs so <laughs> did, you, did you ever did you ever sit in front of the radio with a blank cassette ready to go waiting for a song on the radio to play that you liked oh yeah i did that with the song see why do i remember uh, this stuff i did that to the song uh it was her name was blondie right and uh right what is the name of that song she had like two hits i think. call me you call that's me yes it's that's call what it me. and i remember yeah. recording that stupid song why can i re- remember my first cassette this is really bothering me now but hey, I, I remember, remember that, that was the night. first song i recorded yeah. that's hilarious ah. yeah I just, I just remember uh listening to the top whatever 40 countdown just sitting there with my fingers on the record button because because you, you couldn't you had to get the, the sweet spot from when casey t- says the name of the song to casey where it begins casey, right you know Casey Kasem, you don't want to catch him. You don't want to catch his voice, you know, at the end of what he's saying, that being the beginning of your song. And you don't want the song, you don't want to miss a, 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 a note of the song. Like the song is like a half a second to a second in before you had time to press the button. Yeah. So you're like, where's that sweet spot, Casey? Give me that sweet spot. <laughs> um, and every once in a while, you just get, you, you get someone talking or you, you miss the first like five seconds of a song. But That's whatever. so funny. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a rough life. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So it was fun, though. <laughs> it was fun. Oh, that was that was a good topic, man. I'm I'm glad you brought that one up to me today. Yeah, you know, we, we I was thinking about that kind of stuff. You know, the electronics. I don't know why didn't we didn't think to do the electronics of the '80s. We could do a part two and a part three. You know, we got to think some more. But you know, good lord, there's yeah. a bunch of stuff out there we can talk about. Lots yeah. of stuff. All right, man. Do you yeah. want to add anything else? Uh, no, just uh, I'm inviting everybody to listen to all the shows. Uh, 
obviously nerdy me and through nerd zone fat guys little coats and uh the stuff you don't know channel yeah stuff you don't need to know isn't it oh stuff you don't need to know. <laughs> no i don't know no stuff you don't you're right need to know <laughs> want to know have to know just it's one of you those know, not not the really popular not the really popular stuff channel the other one <laughs> exactly right yeah. all right man that was fun uh, yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, I did. But I'm telling you, you know, when we end this podcast, I'm probably gonna it's probably gonna bloop into my head with my first cassette. I'm I'm I I'm tempted to say it was ACDC fly in the wall. I'm tempted, but I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure on that one. You know what's right, cool well, about the cassette? We're not gonna too? count it. That if you had what? a if you bought a cassette, uh you know, I, I, besides the cassette itself, you would open up the I guess you'd call it the jacket of it, you know, like the inside of the cassette, and they'd have oh, like, the yeah, lyrics yeah. of the words, you know. And uh, I thought that was brilliant <laughs> to have the words of the song yeah. written yeah. inside the cassette. Well, album, didn't, didn't, didn't albums do that too? Yeah, yeah, they did. Albums had yeah. that. My first, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Your first what? My first record was okay. Come on, here we go. It was Sesame Street Fever. <laughs> oh my God! I think my brother had. Oh, I might have had that. <laughs> right? That was, was it. Ernie or was it Ernie on the front? It was Grover. Oh, wait. It was Grover. Like, oh my God! I think I had that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm googling this right, right now. Sesame Street Fever. Sesame Street Fever was my me. first record album. Uh, and I know my. I think I'm pretty sure my parents owned Saturday Night Fever, but I remember. Grover wearing the white suit in the black shirt. He's doing the John Travolta pose. Ah. I totally had this. Yeah. Sensory Fever, doing, doing the pigeon, rubber ducky, trash. C is for cookie. Oh, Has anybody seen my dog? Oh, my. Classic. I had this. Classic. Dude, where'd you pull that from? That's amazing. My head. <laughs> where'd you pull that from? That's amazing. Wow. All right. All right. All right. You got to stop. We're, we're all over the place now. <laughs> All right, and I'm sorry. I'm just gonna YouTube these videos and of these songs and stuff. It's so funny when he says C is, for, C is for cookie. I can hear the lyrics in my head right now. You know, C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. Yeah, that's pretty good. Thank you, Rubber Ducky. Okay, you're the one. Yeah, and it's got. I'm looking at the cover now. It's Grover doing John Travolta stand, yeah. and in the background, it's Bert, Ernie, and Cookie Monster in like BG outfits. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> yep. Dude, you got to put this picture up in Instagram, and uh, you got to find that Sesame Street Fever. Um, Sesame Street. We'll right. put the album cover up. All right. I'll oh man, this is fun. Man. This is a lot of fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. That's right. I'm looking at the cover. Right. Oh, you're right. It has Bert, Ernie, <laughs> Cookie Monster in the back. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the beach. Oh, that's great. That's great. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right. Till next time. Martha. Hey!